Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Ah, oh, so good to see you all. So good to see you all. I'm, I'm going to talk about Authority Awakened. That's, that's the title of my message. Because Jesus told us to pray, his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, didn't he? So that requires an army of people who know their authority, doesn't it? In order for his kingdom to come on earth. So that requires a church that knows its authority, doesn't it? So we're coming into an era where I believe we, we need to know our authority more than ever before. Because to extend the kingdom of heaven means that the kingdom of darkness needs to be pushed out. If, if we're going to occupy territory, that means that there are places that are occupied that need to be transformed by the kingdom of light, which means the enemy is going to be dis- displaced, yes? If we're taking ground, it means the enemy is going to be displaced, Yes? Who believes we're here to take ground? Awesome. Are we all awake this morning? (laughs) I know it's like, you know, a little bit warmer than we're used to for spring, but we're all awake, aren't we? Are we all ready to receive the word of God? Is your spirit man alive? Yes? Yeah? (laughs) I'm just exhorting you. I'm just exhorting you. Awesome. So, operating in our God-given authority, each one of you has authority because the Spirit of Christ lives in you. You have authority to take ground. You have authority to take the kingdom of heaven wherever your foot steps. That authority is within you. It's within me. And it's it's for a divine purpose that we have that authority but who knows in order to operate in authority we need to be under authority that's a principle of God that if we're going to operate in authority we need to submit to authority so Jesus said in John 5 I only do what I see my father do Jesus modeled authority Whatever he did was under the Father. So he modelled that for us, yes? Paul said in Romans 13.1, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities because there is no authority, everyone say no authority, other than what God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. And I know some of us struggle with that because we're all like, but what about the ungodly authorities and what about the government this and the government that and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. Well, they're accountable to God and we are told to honour them unless they tell us to do anything that opposes the word of God and that's a whole different story, yes? So, 
I think one of the pitfalls of Christians in this day and age and every day and age is that we need to know how to pick our battles. That we don't start fighting battles in the flesh that we're never meant to fight. We are called to a higher calling than that. We are spiritual beings and we're, we're called to fight spiritual battles, not battles in the flesh. Yes? So... Um, we need to be able to discern that. We need to be able to discern that. Because Jesus was born under an ungodly government, under Roman rule, yes? Was he not? Did he spend his whole life opposing the Roman government? Or did he devote his whole life to building the kingdom of God? There is a very clear distinction there. We need to be careful that we're not seduced into fighting battles you know, temp trying to undermine temporary structures that God's going to take care of in the blink of an eye. You know, every physical structure, every man-made structure on the earth is not a battle for us to fight because when Jesus returns, poof, it's gone. Dealt with, done, away with, right? So if we spend our whole life trying to fight fleshly battles that were never called to fight we are called to establish the kingdom of God the eternal kingdom the spiritual kingdom to take down spiritual strongholds to build spiritual territory here on earth that's what we're called for and we need to know what we're called to and say yes to that and no to everything else so if you need to spend some, some time in prayer this week and say, Lord, show me where I'm fighting battles that you've never called me to fight. Show me where I need to engage in battles that are higher that you've called me to step up and fight. Because that is the very beginning. That is the very beginning place that, that we need to step out from. So we need to submit to authorities that God has established. He has also put over us Spiritual authorities and leaders, Hebrews 13, 17 says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account before God. So do this so their work will be a joy and not a burden. For that would be of no benefit to you to make the life of your leaders a burden or to them. <laughs> so... God has placed authorities between us and him. Some, some Christians don't like that because they say, I'm accountable to God and no one else. That is not what the word of God says. Hello. It says you are accountable to authorities that God's put in place between us and him. That's the Bible. Argue with that. Don't argue with me. That's what it says. So... We need to know what we're here to build. We need to know what we're here to tear down. But the Bible is very clear that as sons and daughters of God, we have authority. So that's the main thing I want you to take away today with you is to know that you have authority and that we don't have to fear anything on this earth ever because we have authority over it. Isn't that great? Isn't that to be celebrated? So we need to know 
We need to know we are not to be ignorant or naive about our enemy, right? We need to know what our enemy looks like. We're not to glorify our enemy, focus totally on our enemy, but we also need to be aware of our enemy. Nobody goes into a battle, nobody historically who is smart has gone into a battle without knowing something about their enemy, yes? We need to be educated about the tactics, the weapons, the wiles of our enemy in order to be effective in battle. Isn't that 101? That's clever. So the Word of God tells us about our enemy. It tells us what the kingdom of darkness looks like so that we can be well equipped in the fight that we're called to fight. So Ephesians 6.12 is the great warfare chapter in the Bible, yes? Ephesians 6, we love Ephesians 6. It says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, which I've just said, yes? Let's get that straight. It's not against people. It's not against man-made governmental structures, which is flesh and blood, but it is against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil, which are not flesh and blood. Because it clearly says it's not against flesh and blood, but it's against authorities who are not flesh and blood, powers who are not flesh and blood of this dark world and against spiritual forces who are not flesh and blood. Yes? That's pretty clear. So, yeah. If we think we're created to fight flesh and blood, we are living a lesser life. This leadership structure that Ephesians 6 describes is the leadership structure of the kingdom of darkness. It is, it is Satan's kingdom. Satan's kingdom, the um, King James Version describes it as principalities and powers and rulers and authorities of this dark world, right? This is the, um, new, this is the NIV. Um, which is a counterfeit of the kingdom of God. Everything that the enemy has set up on the earth, who knows, is a counterfeit of something that God has already established. Because he said in heaven, his big downfall was, I want to be like God, right? So everything that he's established on the earth is him trying to be like God. So the kingdom of darkness is Satan trying to replicate the the kingdom of God. If you need clarification for that, let's look at Colossians 1, 16. says, for by him all things were created. Things in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers, rulers or authority, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Yes? Isn't that a beautiful picture? So I don't know whether Jesse was able to do this little comparison for me. He has. So we have Colossians 1.6 that describes the kingdom of God. 
We're doing a little bit of teaching this morning. Is that okay? Because we need to know what our spiritual battle looks like. So in the kingdom of God, we have thrones, we have powers, we have rulers, we have authorities. Is that coming up? Is that there? I'm giving him a second. (laughs) I'm not impatient at all. (laughs) And on the other side, under the kingdom of darkness... We have the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil. There we go. There it is. So we can see the kingdom of darkness is a poor substitute, um, fabrication. What's the other word I used before? Counterfeit of the kingdom of God. So that's, that's pretty amazing, isn't it, when you look at it like that? It's a knockoff. That's a good word. It's a knockoff of the kingdom of God. So everything that, that the enemy offers is a counterfeit of something better that God offers. Something superior, way superior that God has for us. Yes? Hmm. We need to know that, don't we? The other thing we need to know is that Satan is not the equal and opposite of God. He is not the equal and opposite, equal nemesis of God. He is a created being who has been cast down out of heaven. He is not all-powerful. He is not all-knowing and he is not omnipresent. Only God is. Yes, Satan can only be in one place at a time. That's, that's it. So he, his power is minuscule. He just likes to make us believe that he is more powerful than he is. So we need to remember that. And not only does he have a copy of, of the kingdom of God... He also has a doctrine. Did you know that? Did you know that Satan has a doctrine? A, a, a teaching that he tries to spread across the earth, which is also an attempt, you know, at copying, counterfeiting. We know that because 1 Timothy 4.1 says... This is Paul writing to Timothy. The Spirit clearly says that in, in later times, who believes we're living in later times? Yeah? Some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Things taught by demons are demonic doctrines. Satan has demonic doctrines and some of them are in the church. There's a lot of them in the world, but some of them sneak into the church. Things that people believe that they think are godly doctrines, which are actually demonic doctrines. That's a pretty scary thought, isn't it? You know, some people say that God doesn't heal anymore. That is a demonic doctrine. That is taught by demons because... Who's been healed? Yeah. 
we know the truth, don't we? We know that God is still in the business of healing. God is in the business of miracles. God is in the business of the miraculous. He is a miraculous, saving, healing, transforming, mighty, amazing God. And any doctrine that tries to reduce the nature of God or the work of God is a demonic doctrine. And we don't agree with it. We don't believe in it. It needs to be torn down. And we need to be those who carry the torch of truth. Say, no, I've been healed. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. People that say we can't be filled with the Holy Spirit in this day and age, that is a demonic doctrine. It is, and it's in the church. And it's not what we find in the Word of God. So, demonic doctrines, they're out there. Don't want them. (laughs) So, we have authority. We have authority. Who wants to step more in the authority that God has given them? Who wants to walk more in the authority that God has given you? So that you can walk into a situation, you can walk into a circumstance, you can speak into it, you can pray over it, you can command it and things change because of the Jesus that is in you. Who wants to walk more in their God-given authority? I do. That's been my prayer so much lately is, God, help me to rise up and walk in my God-given authority so that I can see things broken over people's lives. I can see captives free. I can see people healed, saved, delivered. Is that any anybody else's desire to bring about the kingdom of God on earth wherever your footsteps, wherever you go, wherever you walk? As sons and daughters of God, that is what we can bring to this earth. So I want to I know. I don't want to just walk in 80% of my God-given authority. I want to walk in 100%. And anything that compromises that in my life, I want it gone. I want it out because nothing is worth compromising that, my call before God. Nothing is worth compromising that. Because when I see him face to face, I want to know that I've fulfilled the calling that he has marked out for me, that I've run the race. And he, and he doesn't just say, daughter, that's a great job, but you could have done more. And that's not a condemning thing, that's just a fact, you know. But we can, we can rise up and walk in 100% of what God has for us and it's as simple as obedience. James 4, 7, James 4, 7, be subject to God. This, the first line of James 4, 7 is the one that everyone forgets to quote. We all quote, resist the devil and he will flee from you. The first line is the most important part. Be subject to God and then resist the devil and he will flee from you. There is no fleeing from you if you're not subject to God. If you have not 
submitted your life to God, you do not have authority to tell the devil to flee from you. Because maybe you have given him a foothold or a stronghold in your life. So be subject to God is the number one thing. Then you can resist the devil and then he will run like hell from you. Right? Because he knows the authority that you have better than you do. (laughs) No, no, you know the authority you have. It doesn't say hide from the devil and he will leave you alone. This is also a doctrine that I've heard some Christians preach. Oh, well, if we just don't bother the devil, he'll just leave us alone. I don't want to do too much to stir up the kingdom of darkness because then he might come after me. That is a doctrine of fear. You are already a target of the devil because you are made in the image of God. So there is no hiding from the devil. We We are commanded to resist him, not to hide from him. You have the authority to resist him. Not to go, oh, I'm scared. Oh, if I pray too much about that or if I start commanding that or if, oh, the devil's going to come after me. He's already going to come after you. You need to know your authority to say you have no right. You have no authority over my life. You have no authority over my health. You have no authority over my family and no authority over my children. Because I'm a child of God. I'm a son and daughter. I'm a holy nation. I'm a, I'm a priest. Yeah, so there's no hiding from the devil. It's not what we're called to do. We were born to be light carriers, territory takers, those who stand for what is right, true, perfect, pure. That's who we are. You actually want the devil to know who you are. You want him to know your name. You want him to go, oh, no, oh, no. Stephen Taylor has just stepped into the room. I'm out of here. (laughs) Rachel has just stepped into the room. I'm out of here. Rachel Jasper is here. I'm gone. I'm done. You know, we we have that crazy story in Scripture about the seven sons of Siva, who, who weren't disciples of Jesus, but they were trying to use the name of Jesus to cast out devils. And then the, the demons said to them, um, we know Paul, we know Jesus, but we don't know you. You know, when you're taking authority over demonic oppression, you want the enemy to know who you are and to go, it's, I'm out of here. You actually want the devil to know you because you are one who dispels darkness. You are the one who reminds him how powerless he is. You are the one who says you're defeated. So I'm just really quickly, I'm almost almost there, but I'm really quickly just going to talk about, is this okay? Is this all right? We need to know this stuff, don't we? And you might be going, oh, the The kids are in this morning. Do they really need to know about demons and stuff? Yes, they do. Kids can cast out demons. The Holy Spirit in them is just as big as the Holy Spirit in us. And they need to know the authority that they have in Christ so that they won't be intimidated. They don't need to be intimidated. Yes. 
So we're just going to quickly run through three things that compromise our authority in Christ. And can I just say, Stephen was talking last week, you know, about the story of Jezebel and the control that she exerted. Oh, it's gone a lot quieter too. Maybe I've been yelling because that's really loud. Sorry if I've been yelling at you. (laughs) I (laughs) apologise. Stephen was talking last week. It was a really good message, wasn't it? About the control that Jezebel exerted, the manipulation, and how if we're not careful, we can come under that same spirit of trying to get what we want through control instead of through trusting God. And the Holy Spirit said to me that control is counterfeit authority. So if you don't know your authority in Christ, you will try and manipulate things to get what you need instead of asking God to give you what you need. And that is partnering with a spirit that is not godly. So if you are using intimidation, manipulation or control of any kind to try and get what you want, then you're partnering with a spirit that is not of God. But when we know our authority in Christ, then we can submit to him and know that he will give us everything we need and we don't have to try and get what we need through manipulation. So the ways that we use manipulation is by raising our voice, raising our fist, destroying property, being physically forceful, being verbally forceful, out. Um, outbursts of anger, rage, threats, um, you know, standing over people, threatening people, threatening to take things away from people. If we are operating in any of those things, then we are operating in a spirit of control. And it's very simple. If ever we find ourselves partnering with anything from the kingdom of darkness, it's a very simple process. All we have to do is repent and say, I break any agreement. Father, forgive me. I break any agreement that I have made with manipulation or control or intimidation or fear or any other demonic oppression in our life. It's as easy as saying, Lord, forgive me. I break any agreement with any of that in the name of Jesus. And I submit myself to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because we can easily partner with things that are not godly if we allow the enemy one little minute amount of influence in our life. And we saw it in Ahab, in his sulking. If you're trying to get what you want through sulking, then you're using manipulation. And it is not from heaven. It is not from heaven, that's right. We need to grow up. We need to know our true authority in God and walk in that and there's a dignity to it there is a dignity to that authority that we carry and we don't have to resort to ugly patterns of the world to get what we need we do not have to resort to those things ever so the first thing 
that reduces our authority in God is settling for the counterfeit of control instead of walking in our true authority. It is, it is another counterfeit and we don't have to go there. The second thing is sin. sin. Habitual sin in our life is an open door for the enemy to come in and create footholds in our life. So if we know that our lifestyle is not lining up with the word of God, it's not lining up with the principles of God, it's not in obedience to what God requires of us, then we are leaving an open door for the enemy to come in and to create oppression and footholds in our life. And if that is the case, then it is as simple as what I said before, repent of it immediately Say, I break any agreement with sin in my life. I submit myself to the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And I will not go there because I know that Jesus is the Lord of my life and he has a better way than my way or the way of the world. His ways are so much higher, so much greater, so much better than our ways, yeah? So it is really not worth it. To put your toe in the fire, you're going to get burned. And there is a price to pay and it's nasty. There, there is always consequences for walking in the ways of the world and submitting to the pattern of the world. God's way is beautiful. God's way is light. God's way is life. God's way is the only way that produces what we want in our lives. Amen? Amen? And very quickly, the third one that diminishes our authority is agreement with the lies of the enemy. The Word of God says he is a liar through and through. That's what he does. That's who he is. He can't do anything else. So if you're agreeing with any any lie of the enemy number one we need to ask the holy spirit help me to be sharp awake aware of any lie of the enemy that i may be believing yes and that can be so many things that can be so many things from from the lie that says i'm unworthy to the lie that says god can't do that or God can't fix that, or God can't change that, or God can't change them, or God can't change you, or God can't change me, or, or you know, it's not ever going to change, it's not ever going to get any better, or I'm, I'm hopeless, or I'm worthless, or I'm, whatever those lies are, don't agree with it. And once again, it's as simple as, I repent of that. I break any agreement with that in the name of Jesus. I submit my mind to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me, show me, change my thinking, transform my mind in Jesus' name. Isn't he so good? He is so good, yeah? Awesome. That was like a bang, bang, bang rundown of <laughs> our authority in Christ. And we could, we could talk about it all day long and for a week because it's such a big topic and we will revisit it again. But 
That's, that's good for today, hey? Can we stand to our feet? And, and I'm just going to give you a moment. Yeah, I'm just going to give you a moment right now that any of those things that I said that have sparked something in you, if there's anything that you need to correct, get straight, repent of, now's the moment, yes? So thank you, Father. Just close your eyes if you need to put your hand on your, in your, lay hands on yourself, on your mind. If you need to raise your hands in submission, whatever you, whatever you need to do in this moment. Father God, we thank you so much for the authority that you've given us. We thank you so much that you've set us apart to be carriers of light, to be builders of your kingdom, Lord. What an amazing privilege. What an amazing privilege, God. I just pray, Father, right now for Holy Spirit, fresh revelation for each one of your sons and daughters about who they are in Christ and what you've called them to do. Let all lies be dispelled in this place right now in Jesus' name. And let your truth be known. Let your truth be shown, Lord, of who we are, what we're called to. And Father, right now, if there's been any agreement, if there's been any bowing our knee to anything that is not of you, if there's been any doors opened, if there's been any footholds given, Lord, that we need to repent of, we do it right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare your Lordship, Lord, Jesus over every life, over every soul, over every mind. We declare your Lordship in this place. Be glorified in every single one of us, Jesus. Be glorified in every single one of us. Thank you, Lord, that you're making us warriors, carriers of light. Those who will stand tall and strong for your kingdom, Lord, and for your cause. Thank you for leading us and guiding us, Holy Spirit. If you need to submit anything to him, I'm just going to give you a moment to do that.
Repentance is such a privilege. I remember when I was young, I used to think, oh, I've got to repent. It's such a struggle to like feel sorry for something that you enjoyed when you're young. Because you don't know the, the fruit of that action. You just know you're not meant to do it. But as I've grown, I've realized the blessing that is. Like when I, I was told you need to repent, there was this darkness that was attached to it. And it was my perspective was wrong. Because repentance is a joy. It, it's a privilege. It's, it's a, I'm telling you, it's a joy. Because if we sin, and I'm telling you now, we contaminate ourselves every day. It's just a struggle in life to keep our, our mind on, on it sometimes because we get distracted. And I love it that, yeah, God sets it right. You know, that we can have that clarity in our mind. We can walk through life not being distracted by things. Father, I thank you for your truth. Lies going. Lies going. And if we sin, we just need to ask for forgiveness. And I, the most profound statement right there, he is just and he is able just and able just his justice is way beyond anything that we could ever comprehend and his ability is beyond what we could ever measure and he's able to cleanse us of all unrighteousness all unrighteousness father i just thank you for the purity that is coming into your church as there are hungry hearts desiring no longer just to align themselves with a religion, but they're now being filled from heaven, being filled from heaven, not just on a, a weekly or monthly basis, but on a daily basis that we are being the church, connected with heaven, that we are the church, the house, the temple of the living God, that we are a house of prayer. Our very existence is one of communication with heaven all the time. Father, thank you for this week. By your spirit, walls coming down, <laughs> lights coming on, darkness being dispelled, territory that was once locked off is now open territory once again. No more limitations. Boundaries are now gone. Father, thank you for taking us into wide open spaces. Places. Spaces. <laughs> that we can breathe so freely in. Thank you for green pastures, rolling hills, beautiful sun, and clear air for us to breathe. Father, you've made it so good for us, so good. Father, we bless this coming week. We thank you for the lives that are going to be transformed, the destinies that are going to be altered. Thank you for changing us this week, growing us, maturing us, making us stronger. From glory to glory, have your way, Father, in Jesus' name. Who agrees with that? Amen. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.